In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the parish where I was ordained, the rector made it a practice on the weekend of the 4th of July in place of the sermon to read the Declaration of Independence. I'm not going to do that this morning. And 46 years later, I remember that he read it, but I still don't know why. Mainly because I don't know what it has to do with preaching the gospel. Other than it's an easy way out of writing a sermon on a holiday weekend. We, may, we can maybe attribute this, however, to the American myth that our country, which prides itself in being founded on principles of religious freedom, really means that it is a Christian country. Yet, historically and definitely politically, we have from time to time proven again that we frequently do not act on Christian principles. Think about the slaughter of the native peoples and the requisitioning of their land and resources. Or the incarceration of non-Anglo citizens during the Second World War. Or the current rhetoric of politicians against refugees. The list can be long. Well, I didn't start out to parade our misdeeds but only to warn us about getting too smug in our Christian principles and celebrating the things that are good that we have enjoyed as a nation. This is really more about the struggle to find the connection between the gospel and what we're supposed to celebrate today. The story is about Jesus sending out 70 missionaries and the words of Jesus are, go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. And a nation that chooses a proud, strong eagle as its symbol instead of a helpless lamb. Well, it was only on Thursday this week that it finally occurred to me that the 4th of July is about independence and the gospel is about dependence. The name of the holiday is Independence Day. It celebrates a declaration of independence from Britain. It will be an occasion for orators to speak of freedom. They will recall for us all the things that we can be proud of in our history. Conquering a continent from the Atlantic to the Pacific, a war to be free from Hitler, a market economy that has made us the richest nation in human history. On the other hand, the gospel is about people who are totally dependent upon the kindness of strangers. They have no money and no wallet to put it in if somebody gave them a dollar. How will they survive on food given to them? Where will they sleep? Wherever someone lets them. 
And this is the way, says Jesus, to announce that the kingdom of God is a real thing. The kingdom of God is total dependence. The kingdom of God is where you have no control. So you have to trust. And since you have nothing of your own, everything that comes your way is an undeserved gift in the kingdom of God. Only the way, only in that way will God really be the king. And after all, if we're indeed independent, we are independent of God. If we have control, then God is not in control. If we have something, then we don't need God to provide it. If we were truly to do what our money says, that is, in God we trust, then we wouldn't need money. So let's face it. What we have read today is rather radical. It is countercultural. And you are surely thinking by now totally impractical. We can't live without money. We certainly are not ready to live out without houses or places to sleep. We are not going to march out of here today and start begging for lunch. So what shall we do with this stark contrast between a nation that glories in independence and strength and security and freedom and a gospel that proclaims the kingdom of God that implies that we are dependent and not independent, weak as lambs and not strong, without any security at all, under obligation and not free? Well, we might begin by noting that the rhetoric of independence, strength, security, and freedom is just as unrealistic as the, gosp as the gospel is impractical. We're not really independent of the rest of the world. We need China to make those cheap products we buy at Walmart. We need Mexico to send us workers to do the jobs that we don't want to do at wages we wouldn't take. We need the good opinion of the world to help us in preventing attacks of terror within our own borders. Quite contrary to what Britain has elected to do, it will be much harder now to, a much harder row to hoe than the popular opinion in Britain suggests. In a global world, we really cannot go at all on our own. Yes, we are the strongest military power ever. Not since Rome has one nation been so able to dominate the world by its force and threat of weapons. But military strength is no help against attacks of terror. Terrorists are, by definition, people who use weapon and tactics armies cannot stop. Our great goal in life as individuals, as well as a nation, is security. We save and invest for the future. We buy insurance. We demand health insurance. We buy the biggest vehicles we can in hopes that more metal will protect us. 
Then along comes an accident, or a tornado, or 9-11, or Orlando, and reminds us that true security simply does not exist. After all, we're going to die someday. Of course, we treasure our freedom. I can't even imagine what it would be like to live in a place where I could not say what I think. I am not free from being affected by what happens to you or to the worker in China or that kid in the Middle East who is tempted to become a terrorist. Independence and dependence. Two approaches to life. One is unrealistic when you get right down to it. And the other is obviously impractical. So what should we do to balance them? Well, we might do what St. Paul suggests in the epistle to the Galatians. That is, put them together. He says, bear one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. For if those who are nothing think they are something, they deceive themselves. All must test their own work. Then that work, rather than their neighbor's work, will become a cause of pride. For all must carry their own loads. Bear one another's burdens because we are connected. If we think or act like we are not connected, we deceive ourselves. Yet all must test their own work. All must carry their own burdens. It sounds like a contradiction, doesn't it? Bear one another's burdens. But all must carry their own load. It may be a contradiction, but it's true anyway. Our task in the United States on July 4, 2016 is both to bear others' burdens and to carry our own load. Independence and dependence. And we who are here today in church have a way to show that. Others will praise this country today we will pray for it. Others will speak of independence today and may even read the Declaration of Independence. We will act out dependence upon God who has provided the gifts of liberty that we share. So let us pray together. Let us open to page 258 and pray together the Collect for the Nation. Lord God Almighty, you have made all the peoples of the earth for your glory, to serve you in freedom and peace. Give to the people of our country a zeal for justice and the strength of forbearance, 
that we may use our liberty in accordance with your gracious will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>